0: Helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-winning Psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today's show is titled, How to Avoid Caregivers' Burnout. Are you a caregiver? Did you know that one in four Canadians age 15 years old or older, is classified as a caregiver. That is someone who is providing care to a family member or friend with a physical or mental disability, a long-term health condition, or problems related to aging. In the States, the situation is very similar. 53 million American adults are said to be unpaid caregivers in 2020, and about 89% were caregivers for someone related to them, and nearly half of those cared for a parent. When it comes to caregiving, people are involved to different degrees, from those who work 10 hours a week providing caregiving to those who spend uh, 20 hours or more providing for those in need. Caregiving is selfless and commendable, and it fits the Christian mission of caring for those in need. James 1.27 speaks of caregiving as being a sign of undefiled religion, and it says, Pure and undefiled religion before our God and, and Father is this— to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and so that reference to orphans and widows doesn't mean that it is only those categories of people that if you care for them, it's recommended. But what it is saying is it that cat those two categories represented the most vulnerable and need needy segments of the society. In biblical times. And so what the Bible is saying that it is true religion to care for those in need. Jesus in Matthew 25, 31 to 46 tells a parable where he speaks of caregiving. And in the parable Jesus teaches that doing good for those in dire need is actually a service to God himself. So, if you are involved in caregiving, you're involved in something that's very honorable, very commendable, and very pleasing to God. However, despite the many virtues of caregiving, we need to be mindful that caregivers are often at risk for what has been called Caregiver's Burnout. Caregiver's Burnout is prevalent. The National Alliance for Caregiving says that 40% of caregivers felt emotionally stressed and almost 20% said it caused financial problems and 20% felt physically strained. But not all these people are suffering from caregivers' burnout. So I want to to speak a little bit more specifically about what are some of the signs and symptoms of caregivers' burnout. So here we here we go, and I think this is very important for us to note these signs because a large study in the Journal of Gerontology found that caregivers who felt they were under a lot of strain had poorer health outcomes compared to caregivers who felt little or no strain. And it's not just the amount of hours that people put into caregiving that results in them having these negative health outcomes. It's about how they care for themselves. So later on, I'm going to be giving you some tips as to what are some of the things that you can do to protect yourself against caregivers' burnout and how to care for yourself as a caregiver. So here we go. These are the signs of burnout. Feeling anxious. Do you have this general sense of anxiety that you have developed after you have been providing care for a loved one or a friend for some time. And this feeling of anxiety just seems to not be related to anything in spe- anything specifically. You wake up with that feeling of anxiety. You walk around with that feeling, that feeling in your chest that something is about to go wrong, but you can't seem to put your your finger on what it is that is making you anxious. Another sign symptom is losing interest in things that you previously liked to do. You have given up your hobbies or you just find no no joy from doing the things that you you once did. Have you begin to isolate yourself from others? Are you ha- are you feeling a general lack of energy you're feeling fatigue even after sufficient sleep are you feeling irritable are you experiencing irritability where things that did not bother you before are now causing you to snap and become angry at others. maybe you're listening to my voice and you recently just had a meltdown and it seemed as if this came out of nowhere and this wasn't you. this could be a sign that you are nearing the point of having a caregiver's bur- burnt out. Are you do you have this general sense too that you're you're losing control of your life? If you, if you have any of these symptoms that have been mentioned so far, these are all signs. But then there are other kinds of symptoms as well. The next category of symptoms has to do with your physical body. So if you're experiencing, since you've been involved in caregiving, body aches and pains, and there isn't anything physically wrong with you. It's not that you went to the gym and you work out and you're having sore muscles. That would be understandable. But you're just developing these aches and pains in your back, in your shoulder, in your neck. And it, and there is no known cause for those body aches. Another physical sign is frequent headaches, these headaches that seems to be very frequent and seem to come out of nowhere. These, these headaches are another sign and symptom of caregivers burnout. Do you have, uh, an, a weakened immune system and the way the the way you could tell this is that if you're having frequent infections that you didn't have before and you have these recurring infections it could be a sign that your your immune system has been weakened because of the amount of caregiving that you're doing and not taking care of yourself do you have decreased Uh, or increased appetite, that could also be a sign. But then there are some emotional symptoms as well, some emotional signs. And so, feelings of hopelessness. If you have this general sense of hopelessness or this sense of futility, that nothing that you do will will accomplish anything because you're just so overwhelmed with the amount of caregiving that you have to do. This sense of hopelessness could be similar to what Elijah experienced on, on um, I think it was Mount Carmel, uh, where he fled from Jezebel, and he's, he's hiding from Jezebel. And When God appeared to him in that conversation, Elijah basically said to God, My life is worthless. Nothing that I do matter. I have done so much and Jezebel is still there trying to kill me, despite the miracles, despite calling fire down from heaven, despite years of preaching to the false prophet of Baal. There was still as if Elijah did not make a dent or affected any change. Caregivers, people who are caring for people or very sick, can feel that kind of frustration as well. You're giving your best effort, you're doing everything that is possible to help this person, but despite these best efforts, the person is is still sick, their health is still failing, and this can lead to a sense of futility and hopelessness. But you could also uh, be experiencing Uh, lack of concentration where cognitively your mind is not functioning the way it did before. Maybe previously things that you could accomplish in a few minutes, it's now taking you hours to complete and you just can't seem to focus your mind and be as effective and efficient as you were before. Or maybe maybe you're experiencing this other symptom whereby you are lacking motivation. You just don't have the get up and go that you had before. Everything seems like a drag. You're not going about this caregiving with the enthusiasm and, and, and the sense of purpose that you had before. These are all emotional signs that could be saying to you, you are about to have uh, a burnout as burnout progress and depression and anxiety increase, a caregiver may turn to other things such as alcohol or drugs or other stimulants to to try to get a relief from the burden that they're carrying so if you are experiencing any of these symptoms, it's important for you to to consider. How is it that you're trying to deal with the situation? Because these unhealthy practices, such as turning to wine or alcohol, will only create Other problems. Or maybe you're turning to food. You, you, you realize that you are comfort eating and that you're, you're, you're eating, you know, you're feeding on bags after bags of chips night after night. This is maybe a way of you trying to relieve yourself of those symptoms. So it's important to pay attention to that. And instead, uh, turn to these positive Uh, these positive things that I'm going to be giving you, seven ways that you can avoid caregivers' burnout. The first is to listen to your body. And I have outlined a number of things above that you should pay attention to. If you identify with one or more of those things that I have I've explained before. It's important that you listen to your body and pay attention because your body is trying to tell you something. And if you listen to your body, which is the first step, then the other steps, the other six steps, what I'm going to be talking about, it's now important to begin to put these other steps in place. But it first starts with listening to your body, being able to identify the symptoms above and see which of those applies to your situation. And that is why I spend so much time going over all of these different signs. This is a way for you to self-assess and to say, yes, I can identify with that. Yes, I can identify with, with, with those other ones as well and see where you stand. So listen to your body. Take stock of what is happening. Make a list of the symptoms that you have. And then after you you have made that list, the next step is now to begin to put these other steps in place. The second step is to plan breaks into your caregiving schedule. You have maybe identified or developed a pattern of caregiving by now where you, you go and you give care on certain days of the week Maybe it's every day, maybe the demand is so much that you're in, you're in that twenty one percent to provide twenty hours or more a week, and you're you're lifting a heavy load of the caregiving. It's important for you to arrange for alternate help, and I know that some of you hearing my voice right now is saying, "There is no one else who can help. I am the only person I am it." I want you to carefully consider if that's really factual and ask yourself this question. What would happen if you were no longer around? Who would fill that need? Or how would that need be met? Because the truth is that there are always other alternatives. But sometimes we feel, like Elijah, that we are the only one left to perform this task. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Live Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, How to Avoid Caregiver Burnout. You can find out more about us at Ministry.com or by calling 1-877-204-2914 where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. When God appeared to Elijah, Elijah was in this state of depression. He had this burnout, and he's under this tree, and he's praying that God would take his life. That's that's hopelessness. He's saying, "God, take my life. I am worse than all of my ancestors." And he's there lamented his condition and then and then he said to God, I am the only one left. I have worked so hard to get rid of these false prophets and they have killed all of your your workers, God, and I am the only one left. So Elijah had this irrational feeling that the work of God hinged on him alone. And if he were to be taken out of the picture, the entire Higher plan of God would fail, and and we can see how how ludicrous that sounds. And so God turned to Elijah in First Kings nineteen and actually said to him, "I have seven thousand other." Uh, workers like yourself that could carry on this work. And so caregivers often uh have this, this way of thinking that they're the only one. So plan breaks into your caregiving schedule by arranging for alternate help. Maybe there is someone, maybe there are others in your family that you can ask to help. Maybe there are friends that you can ask to help. Maybe there are people at your church if you were to Open up to them about how overwhelmed you feel that they might be able to give you an hour or two break here and there so that you can get some relief from the care that you are given. But it's very important for you to plan these breaks and arrange for others to help. We see that Jesus used these principles. And so, in in Luke five fifteen to sixteen, we read it, it reads as follows: But the news about Jesus spread all the more, and great crowds came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. Yet he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. So here is Jesus, crowds of people are coming from all the regions around to be healed of him. And the Bible tells us that he would often, he would frequently withdraw to the wilderness to pray. And so Jesus was able to take these breaks because he realized that if he continued uh, to, to care for everyone without breaks, he would burn himself out. The next important step is to eat healthy foods. Eat healthy foods. Nutrition is a very, very important part of avoiding burnout. Many caregivers go for long periods of the day without food, and so they're starving their body their bodies of the energy, of the nutrients, I should say, that is needed to stay healthy. And many of these caregivers develop uh intestinal problems. They develop constipation or diarrhea because they are not eating well. And many develop irritatory bowel syndrome or other conditions, stomach-related conditions, because they are not paying attention to their to their physical health research has now shown that your gut health is very important and that the health of your stomach the health of your the health of your gut affects your brain it was once once thought by researchers that it was the other way around that if you were depressed or anxious that this would affect your 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 stomach affect your your the health of your gut but now they're saying it's actually the other way around and that the gut is like a secondary brain that communicates with 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 the brain in your head. So in fact they're saying now it's as if you have two brains the small brain in in your intestines and then this larger brain in your head and they're saying that the two communicates with each other and that if you're not eat eating healthy and the health of your stomach begins to fail, then they're now saying that this in turn leads to mood disorders, depression, anxiety, and so forth. So the anxiety symptoms that we talked about as a sign and depression as a sign of caregiver's burnout can be rectified in many cases by just paying attention to the kind of food that you're putting in your body and and beginning to eat Healthily. And if you begin to do that, you'll begin to see see improvements in your mental health, in your mood, in the level of your energy, and all of those other areas. The fourth point is to exercise frequently. I would say uh, 30 to 40 minutes, three or four times a week of cardiovascular exercise is very important important and very effective in reducing stress, increasing energy, and giving you this sense of well-being. When you exercise, your body actually produces its own feel-good hormones called endorphins and gives you this sense of well-being. And so, by not exercising, you're actually robbing your body of that natural way, that natural internal medication that can help to offset irritability, offset feelings of depression, and feelings of anxiety. So, this is crucial to avoiding avoiding uh, caregiver's burnouts. Try to find time in your schedule to exercise. And the next point, the fifth point, is to maintain your sleep schedule. So set up and maintain a sleep schedule. And so what I mean by a sleep schedule is schedule regular time to go to sleep and regular time to wake up in the morning. But in terms of uh, a sleep schedule, it's also important to have a bedtime routine. So your bedtime routine should start at least an hour before your bedtime. And this is where you begin to send signals to your body that it's about time to go to sleep. You see, the mistakes that many people, the mistake that many of us make is that we work, 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 and then we, you know, work right up until bedtime, and then we spend uh, five or ten minutes getting ready for bed, and then we go to bed and we wonder, why is it that we can't fall asleep? Well, or why is it that we don't have restful sleep? The, the thing is that your body, your, your body needs time to wind down. Your body needs time to adjust from the, from the busy routine of the day to, to being in sleep mode. So I would say at least an hour before bedtime, you start your bedtime ritual. And this could in, involve uh, dimming the lights in your, in your house. Are in the room that you you spend that hour before bedtime in so that you're sending a signal to your to to your body that it's about time to wind down its activity, and so uh bedtime routine could also mean listening to sleep music or something very relaxing to send the signal to your brain that it's now time uh to cut off from uh, busy activities and to now get into this mood of sleep. So this sleep routine is very important. The sixth point is to do something that you love. And uh, this is crucial because when we start moving towards burnout what we start doing is that we start losing interest in the things that we love we start getting out of getting out of Contact with people that once uh, we once had fun with. And so we move towards isolation as we become more depressed and as we near this point of burnout. But a principle of cognitive behavior therapy is that you can change your mood by changing your behavior. And say and, and, and so instead of saying, I want to wait until I feel better before I can begin to socialize again and do things that I love, you, it's actually the opposite. Start doing something that you you enjoy, something that you love and your mood will improve. So go out with friends, socialize, uh, do something that is fun with your friends and you will find that this in turn will lift your mood. And the seventh and final point is crucial. Uh, tap into your spiritual strength. That scripture that we referred earlier to when we talked about Jesus taking time off his busy activities, Jesus planning break into his busy schedule, the last part of that verse says he would withdraw to pray. He withdrew to pray. And praying is is Jesus' way of tapping into his spiritual strength. Many of us get to this point of burnout because we are relying on our physical strength. But we also have a spirit. And we also have a soul. And so if we don't attend to those other parts of our being, what you will find is that you will get burnout and things will, you will become overloaded a lot more because you're relying on just your own strength. Jesus tapped into his spiritual strength by slipping away to pray. Prayer is a form of mindfulness, a way of disconnecting from the hustle and bustle of the day and spending time in solitude with God to pray if you're not a person of faith you can practice mindfulness by just finding this quiet time to to sit and to meditate and to reflect on on your life and to even think of the beauty of 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 creation or think of being in your peaceful place being somewhere peaceful instead of being wrapped up in that mindset of caregiving and if you do this you will find that you will begin to cope a lot better so There you have the seven ways in which to provide caregivers' burnout. If you're not a person of faith, you can practice mindfulness by going to a peaceful, place in your mind. Take a few minutes, sit in a quiet place and think about this peaceful place that the most peaceful place you have been to, what you might see, hear, feel and touch in that place. And this will help you to disconnect from the pressures of caregiving. So there you have it, the seven principles that can help you to overcome caregivers burnout. If you have any question about anything that you have heard, please feel free to reach out to us at Elam Counseling Ministry. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M Counseling with two L's Ministry com If you have missed the first part of this podcast you may listen to it on our YouTube channel. Until next time this is your host Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.